I'm talking about you not liking good movies, dude. Oh. Speaking of me not liking good movies, welcome to Film Explorers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're recording this episode pretty early, um, so we've got just a little bit to talk about. But... um, yeah, every week we talk about a different movie. We're wrapping up Comfort Vember, aka Comfort um, with our joint pick, which was Fantastic Mr. Fox, from debatably the most comforting director ever. Um, debatably his most comforting movie ever. Yeah. Undebatably, actually. Undebatably, it definitely is. But um, maybe this or Moonrise Kingdom. I don't know. Oh, I'd have yeah, to think about that. Yeah. I'd have to think about that. Um, but we're also going to announce our entire slate for December. We're covering all holiday movies in December. But we're going to announce our entire slate after we get through what we watched. But I want, I want Jackson to go first because he had a little theater trip today. Yes, I did. That I want so, to run um, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to my 1 a.m. Or 1 p.m. class. <laughs> yeah, skip class. Um, yeah. As I said, I'm skipping class. and Because um, otherwise, I was not going to be able to watch Anatomy of a Fall this week. Um, which means I wasn't going to be able to watch it next week. Which means it was going to be out of theaters by the time I got to watch it. Um, and you don't so want to watch this watch movie it. on Hulu. With ads. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to... Yeah, the way y'all had talked about it, I was like, I gotta go see this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I gotta see it, and I gotta experience it in theaters. Got in there. It was just me and this one old guy. I thought about mm-hmm. talking to him, and then I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe that's kind of weird. You sure that? He's like, probably sweet. He's like, oh, look, it's it's me in 40, 50 years when uh, I want to go to a movie and Amber doesn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just got himself. He had the uh, the plastic popcorn bucket, like the reused Oh, yeah. Ones. He goes to movies. Ooh, man. He yeah. goes to movies. He's a cool um, guy. Yeah, he seemed all right. Uh, but yeah, Anatomy of a Fall is kind of phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's not really any flaws in it at all. Uh, Sandra Holler is amazing, but what I almost doubted you, Andre, I was like. There's no way Milo Machado Grazer is uh-huh. like actually that good. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure he's great, but they're dude's trying to say he's like his favorite child performance ever and his favorite supporting actor of the year. And I'm like, hold up now. That's like that's pretty far. Um, Milo is my favorite performance of the year. Yes. Like period. Same. Like I I don't think I've seen a better performance this year. It's second place as Euler from the same movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, if when I, I gave this movie a four and a half, um, if when I rewatch it, 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 if it goes up to a five, it will be because of him because I need some emotional connection to it. Uh-huh. And he almost got me there near the end. 
Yeah, and and I agree because he was my emotional connection to it. And when he's when he does the thing at towards the end, yeah, I go, I, know I do it with him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just kind of yeah. All right, we're on the same page. Yeah, we got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I I love that we. There's a couple this year that we've all kind of just like agreed on are the the best uh-huh. movies of the year, and then right under that mm-hmm. end up being just complete chaos in our uh-huh. list. Like if you compare them, it's like mm, our top fives are pretty similar, and then everything else is different. I kind of love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention, uh, Samuel Thies is that how you pronounce his last name? Her the guy husband. Who played the dad. Yeah, the husband. Yeah. Um, he He's was really in it good. For- like what, like maybe eight minutes total of screen time, and he just uh-huh. like blew that scene out of the water, dude. Yeah. What'd you think yeah, about Attractive Lawyer? Yeah, he's just lawyer. Okay, fuck you. He, he doesn't look lawyers, like Ratatouille. He doesn't look like Ratatouille. Nah, those lawyers <laughs> no, are so good at being oh, yeah, just like great. so shitty to each other. I, yes. so I, just, I love him. I love Hot Lawyer. I love not Hot Lawyer. They're great. They're so good. Yep. Hot mm-hmm. Lawyer and Bald Lawyer. Hot <laughs> Lawyer and Bald Lawyer, exactly. <laughs> um, I also had a movie that kind of bumped into my... I think it bumped into my top ten of the year. It's it's borderline. It's getting there. If not, but... Um, I had been getting... I'd like heard buzz around when are you there goddess me margaret came out i like heard it was really good and then it was in theaters for like only a little bit and i feel like i didn't i wasn't able to catch it in theaters because no one was watching it and it just left so i was waiting um for my for our local library to get a copy of it so that i could go just grab that because i'm not renting this movie for twenty dollars because i'm not renting any movie for twenty dollars yeah but I was finally able to catch it, and uh, I think this movie should be, like, required viewing for kids. Like, this is one of those, I feel like I can imagine people watching on, like, the roll-in TV in, like, sixth grade. It's like, I just, like, loved yeah. this. It's so homey and warm, and I just, like, I felt really warm watching it. I felt really good. It's maybe my favorite Rachel McAdams performance. Or I really seen Mean Girls. I have not seen Mean Girls. This is like the sixth time you've had me admit that I haven't seen Mean Girls on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love her in like Spotlight and About Time is one of my favorite movies, but she's got a scene in here that like there's a whole subplot around her, actually, that I just was not expecting that ended up bumping me up, like, at least half a star on this movie. I thought this was really, really fantastic. If you get the chance to check this out, I think it's on, like, Stars or something. So if you have, like, the Stars extension on Prime or whatever, um, definitely check it out. It's it's definitely one of my favorites of the year. Um, and I don't think I've seen the lead girl in much, but I know she's from Ant-Man. Which is where yeah. I had seen her, Abby Ryder Fortson. Um, yeah, she's in the Ant Man movies, and uh, she's great in this. She's really good. I, I liked her a lot. Definitely one of my favorites of the year. And then 
Joey had another big watch today that was pretty... Yes, I did. I feel like you've been hyping yourself up for this for a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Finally watched one of my recommendations, huh? Got, got, got around every it. single one of my recommendations isn't like an, at least a four and a half for you. Got around to Jackson's <laughs> recommendation, Grave of the Fireflies. And, uh... You know, had to had to hype myself up for it. Was prepared to be depressed as hell, and put it into the old Xbox. Burned through, you know, an hour and twenty minutes of some of the most depressing shit I've ever seen. And yeah, it was uh, it was really good. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good fucking movie. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else you want from me. What um what do you think of this? And we talked about um <clears throat> what the fuck is the director's name? I'm blanking. Uh Takahata. Takahata, thank you. Yeah, we yeah. covered his other movie or one of his other movies, Tale of the Princess Kaguya, earlier in the show. Um and we that's I think to this day our only fifteen star movie. Yeah, because someone decided to fuck that up last week. I don't think we have. Hey, no, yeah, that's our only fifteen banger. Yeah, unless Moonfall like retroactively becomes a fifteen star. (laughs) It could be insane. It's possible. It's possible. Um, what do you think of that in comparison? Um, I could feel a lot of the same tenderness and a lot of the same uh, emotional. I don't know how how he kind of crafts emotion in his movies felt very similar to Kaguya, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like it worked as well for me, and I, I don't know why because there's nothing in me that is saying like that can pinpoint exactly why I didn't feel the emotion as much. Because it's such an emotional story. And I legitimately just felt like dying the entire time. That was the only emotion I got. Um, but, like, when I cry in Kaguya, it comes from a deep place in my soul. And here, I just... Maybe it's just struggling to connect to characters that are so distanced from me and the world that I live in, but I usually don't have a problem with that, but I don't know. There was something that just didn't really connect with me. And I do think that it will climb uh, the more I think about it. And when I rewatch it again, which I definitely will do, but right now I'm almost sadly saying that this is a four star film with a heart because Mm -hmm. I love the story so much. And I love the story more than more than anything else about the film. But I don't know. Something something didn't click. Can we have a hashtag Joey has no heart in the comments? I mean he gave it all for <laughs> Yeah, I gave um, it a heart, Jackson. I gave it I, my heart. Too bad, too low score. Too low score. A valid one to give four stars and no heart because I don't know how someone can like this movie. Yeah, it is a no. great movie though. I do. Yeah, love you know it. how my heart ratings go though. They're I love it. I don't like it. it. 
Yeah. Exactly. Um, this, when I watched it, it reminded me of like, not to just say this because they're both emotionally harrowing and grueling movies, but it reminded me of Come and See. Yes. A mm. lot. Yes. But with a more active protagonist, um, where Come and See is mm-hmm. just a lot of sh- awful shit happening to him. This is a lot of yeah. awful shit happening around him and he tries to change yes. that and can't. So hard. And it's, it's a really tough watch, but it is really, really great. And I, I did love it. Yeah, so. definitely a great movie. I would, I don't know, man. I like, I, even right now thinking back on it, I'm like, how, how did this not work for me? But, and it still worked, but like, mm-hmm. you liked it. I still it, yeah. feel like, I feel it's like okay. my cinephile okay. card is getting revoked by giving this four. No. no. Real soon, We've revoked your cinephile like card last movie. week. Last You don't yeah, have one. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have but one. Also, I remembered, mm-hmm. um, I think the only other 14 and a half was uh, Minari. Yeah, Minari was a 14 who, and a half. Who messed that one mm-hmm. up? Sorry. Yeah, who messed that one up? Sorry. Who messed that one up? You want, check this, you want me to check this spreadsheet real quick? No, I racist. Looked, I was looking Josh at is racist. Fives. You just checked it? My fives and four and a halves. Yeah. Josh is racist. Josh is racist. I'm not. I get past lives. <laughs> yes. Oh, Josh is, uh, what's that called? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh is racist. <laughs> Confirmed. Oh, confirmed. Man. Okay, we gotta announce our slate for next. next oh month. my gosh! So okay. true. So true. Um, <laughs> we're we're yeah. we're only doing. Jackson is dying. I'm picking already. I'm already laughing. I hate you, Jackson. I fucking hate you. So normally we do one an episode. Of, stop laughing. I'm we sorry. do an episode every Friday is kind of our schedule that we've been going at since we started the show back in June. Um, we are all going home to our families over the holiday break that we get from classes. So we're going to, we're going to take a couple weeks off in December. Hey everyone, it's Josh from the future. Ooh, it's like four days later. Um, I was editing this together and we changed our plans a little bit. So I wanted to come in and inform you what's changing. Um... We are no longer doing three individual episodes for the three picks that we are about to announce. They are going to be one big episode coming out on December 22nd. Um, That's going to be completely new for us, so we're going to try and find out a structure that works. But um, essentially that's going to give us the entire month of December off to just take a break, go spend time with our families, um, enjoy the holiday season essentially. So, just keep in mind, no new episodes for the first, probably, I think that's the first three Fridays of December from us, and then the next Friday after that, probably nothing. But we'll be back in January, coming in strong, um, with hopefully some new stuff for you guys. But, yeah, one big episode, December 22nd, be there, it's gonna be fun. But 
So we're doing three. That means one pick for each of us, and then we're done with the month. And we're going to pick up in January with a brand new theme, um, probably a brand new order. We're not going to keep Jackson going first every month because uh, we. I want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going first. You're going first this month. Yeah, you're going first for okay. a bit, and then I'll, I'll rotate in later. But Okay. Um, yeah, so Jackson gets first pick, so I guess if you want to go ahead and announce your dumb bullshit that you're dying laughing wait, at. Wait, 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 wait. I want to preface this by saying Jackson's pick and Josh's pick decide what oh, I pick, no. and it could send this into one of the worst months ever because I will be mad. I'm very adamant about what is and what is not a Christmas movie. Joey, Jackson, tread I keep lightly. telling you. This is a Christmas movie, and like you can't even argue that's not a Christmas movie. Well, I, I'm not as worried about you as I'm worried about Josh. It you has be worried about me. Santa in the name. No, <gasps> please no. <gasps> oh, it's not what you think, bud. It's not what you think, bro. It's not what you think, bud. Bruh. Don't do it's not. It's not pick what that. you think, bud. Bro. Do not pick that. I've already decided, baby. I'm asking you now to pivot. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. Santa Buddy's motherfucker. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. Oh my god. That is a Christmas movie. Jackson, I love it. Jackson, I love it. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, you see, that been could have been so much worse. That could have been so minutes. much worse. I've been laughing about this shit for 30 minutes, dude. Jackson, Fucking that might be your God. best pick ever. <laughs> ever. I'm not even kidding. That's that's actually so good. That is fucking great. So, okay, is our order, is this the order that we're going to release the episodes in, or are we doing it a different, are we doing the normal order? I don't care, man. I don't, I don't care. You Santa are picking ahead of me. Released. Okay, I'm picking ahead of you. Oh, let's just do it in this order. Fuck it. So this will right, be the second fine. episode. Um, oh, gosh. I feel like I can't pick a bad movie, because <laughs> we're going to be watching fucking Santa Buddies. <laughs> what are you yeah, about? and it's if you amazing. pick a bad movie here, it's I'm amazing. picking another one. I can't pick a bad movie, so I, because I was gonna pick. <laughs> Should I say what I was gonna pick? Sure. It's a movie I don't think I've ever seen all the way through, but I don't have any faith that it's actually good. Okay. Is my thing. I don't think I've ever seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the but original? I don't trust that that movie's Yo. actually good. No, that movie is good. That movie is good. Okay, I'm not picking it, but. Damn. Oh my god. I thought about He's gonna that. Pick if I so picked much Santa Buddies, I was gonna pick one of the originals. Yeah. No, I I was thinking about it, but like I'll probably watch Grinch anyway. Not the fucking Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. one. But yeah, no. <laughs> that one. Um No, I'm picking the Green Knight. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. we talked yeah. about this. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Sir. Yeah. Because oh. I haven't we seen talked that about since this theater, before the so. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the either. Yeah. I have. I got a 4K of it. Two and a half years. Same. Um, so, 
I was going to pick if you blundered there and picked something. See, like <laughs> you could pick, you could pick a bad movie like Jackson did. I mean, I've never Jackson's, picked a bad movie. Jackson's is good though. You could have, but it had to be around Christmas and like very centered around Christmas. If you would have picked like so- something like Die Hard, I was going to pick. Die Hard is very Die obviously is a Christmas, a Christmas movie. movie. I would have the heart picked. Is about family. What would you have picked? What would you have picked? Suicide Squad. You fuck. How is that in any way Christmas? You. I would have exactly. come to your house. You're Anyways. gonna pick something that does that even take place around Christmas? I don't yes. fucking think so. It has it has Christmas in it. That's so stupid. I think once. Anyways, that's so stupid. Now, I am picking what I Thank want. Thank you for saving us. Yeah. Josh. What do you want to yeah, pick? You saved us, Josh. Yeah, you're welcome. This is a movie. So I was thinking, actually. Actually, let's let's set the scene here. So should I pick my favorite Christmas movie ever? Yes. Or should yes. I pick a, a little blender? A blender of all the holidays. Pick the blender. Pick your favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movie. Or Please should I pick a blender again. of both? Do it. Do it. And I'm picking the blender of both. I'm not picking Claus. Even though it's the best, yeah. great movie. I'm great not movie. picking. Good. I'm not picking Nightmare Before Christmas. Great oh, movie. great movie! Because so because I'm not ready to talk about that one. I don't think yet, but that one would be really good. I'm picking the horror slasher Black Christmas. Yes, oh, oh, I love that movie. Bringing horror back. <laughs> That is one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Fuck it the is original. So... Right? We're talking about the original, right? We're not talking about the remake. Not the 2019 one. No, no. Come on, Jackson. Who do you think I am? The guy who watched the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Bitch, I did it for the bit. You watch Snag. You watch Snag. Snag, w. Snag w. I stand by it. Brother, dog, what you talking about? You don't understand what you even saying. Should have picked Fargo. Should have picked Fargo. Fargo. Is, what is there any... Bro, there's there just no snow in that movie. In there. That's what I'm talking about. If he would have picked Fargo, I would have slapped... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he would get a... Uh, he would get a... An, he an would get excuse a brother there. doll. A little brother He would get an excuse there because it's the Coens. By the way, uh, compared to uh, past lives notes, this is the only notes I have for Fantastic and Survivor. Dude, same. I have we'll, nothing. We'll talk. We'll, we'll get into that in a second because I, I want to talk about notes, actually, on that movie. Um, before we move into that, Joey, what was your dumb bullshit that you were going to pick? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad? Yeah. Okay. Why? That that movie has Christmas in it. Oh, my okay. gosh. It's Does the it? scene where Deadshot buys his daughter something mm. from the store mm-hmm. in a flashback. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You bitch. Mm-hmm. That isn't even part of the... the, the, ta- the... It would have been seething and coping all over the place. Ten seconds all of that movie place. takes place in December. You know I actually been do... Been seething and coping. I legitimately do want to cover that movie. I like. I no, want to watch it yeah, for the show. Terrible. Score. I wouldn't mind. It's it, it's awful though. Movie. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not like a moonfall, though. It's not even fun back. No, it's just a nightmare, but I love talking about a good nightmare with you guys. So it's just... I will say. It's just funny. I don't think... I don't think Suicide Squad is as bad as people say it is. I think it's really bad, but I wouldn't say it's the worst DCEU movie. Yeah. I would say it's like the third or fourth worst. I think it's not as bad as Black Adam. It's worse than Black Adam. Black Adam is awful, dude. It's worse than Black Adam, dude. Black Adam is debatably my least favorite comic book movie I've ever seen. That's bad take. Especially when Fantastic Four remake exists. I haven't seen that. It's terrible. Don't just don't watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. I like the other Fantastic Four movies though. They're campy and stupid. Silver Surfer. I like Pedro Pascal. No, Silver Surfer is not good, but I like it. I like Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal hot. Pedro Pascal. True. Absolutely true. I've literally never lied in my life. Let's talk about this fucking movie. Wowzers. Never lied in his life. No, I've never God. lied. Never lied. His ass is lying. Um, <laughs> he's on to me. <laughs> um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Final movie of Cumvember. I will wow, never... What a come. I will never get used to saying that. It is so odd. That bit is dumb. Um, I weirdly like... I don't know. I'm not in a synopsis headspace, so this is going to be weird. But also, this movie does not own itself well to a synopsis, and we'll get into that. But, um, okay, so Mr. Fox is standing by a tree with music, and then Meryl Streep Fox walks up to him, and then they go steal some chickens, and then they get trapped in a cage, and she's pregnant and glowing, and it's really funny. Um, so true yeah and then we cut to what 12 fox years later am i correct on that yeah yeah um and they live in a a hole in the ground and they have a cub named ash who is uh you guys can't see because unlike jackson i know this is an audio format but i'm gesticulating with my hands uh different um and he's kind of a little bitch, but I love him. And yeah. Mr. Fox is, does not want to live in a hole in the ground anymore, so he decides that they're going to move into a tree that overlooks Bogus Buns and Beans farms slash estates slash uh, dangerous locations. Um, and he decides that I that he's going to go be a thief again because it's his nature. And so he starts stealing things from them, and uh, eventually he pisses them off so much that they decide to uh, shoot him repeatedly, and they end up only shooting off his tail. And then they try and dig him out of his house, and they dig really, really far underground, and it's really funny looking. And then they end up with the entire wild animal population of the area, in the sewers, because uh, there's a bunch of bulldozers above ground, and it's scary. But they hatch this really cool plan to continue sealing things, because they're smart and not stupid at all. And they go steal a bunch of things, and they go have a feast, and all of the humans decide, we're gonna flush them out with cider, and 
they there's a big flood and everyone looks funny when they're in the water and then they get flushed out and while they do this Ash and his cousin Christopherson go try and steal back Mr. Fox's tie not tie, tail um, and they fail miserably at this and Christopherson gets captured and gets put in an apple crate um, apple crate why are you just saying things <laughs> I'm ad-libbing okay, thank you, thank you, thank you You're, you really are spitting um, and then they go I, you lo- I completely lost it because you Aww. spit too hard um, I'm sorry <laughs> I was 21 savaging he was boy, it was too good. Yeah. Um, okay. They oh, decide to have this huge plot to get Christopherson back, and they go about the plot successfully. And then they get the tie back, kind of. It's like a detachable new tail, basically. And the movie tail. ends with them in a supermarket doing a dance scene, just like every oh, greatest Mario movie of all time. Scene. Yeah. Just like a, just like, just like that one shitty movie by Noah Baumbach. This is a great movie by Noah Baumbach. This is a great movie by Noah Baumbach. He helped. Not write true. This. Not Mostly true. He Wes only Anderson. wrote it. Mostly he Wes only Anderson. Wrote it. Mostly Wes Anderson wrote this. Anyways, and yeah, and most of this was written by Mr. Wes Fox. Anderson. Whatever the whatever the worst scenes are, that's what Noah Baumbach wrote. There are no yep. worst scenes. What's yep. the worst scene, Joey? There's no worse the scene. The, wor- the worst scene, the one that the one that Noah Baumbach wrote. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love circle reasoning. Yeah. Um, I don't know you guys' history with this. I feel like we've talked adjacently about this movie all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I grew up with this. Uh, I guess we're going to kind of give our ages away, which we've done on birthday episodes in the past. Um, but this movie came out when I was like six. And I watched, I had a DVD of this at my house and I watched this thing incessantly. I thought this was the greatest movie of all time as a kid. I was obsessed with it. It was my first Wes Anderson um, until, I think until Isle of Dogs came out. Um, and then I watched that and I have always thought that movie is like, okay. Um, and then I rewatched Wes Anderson's catalog um about two years ago i think is what when it was um i watched all of his films um front to back because i hadn't seen most of them and fully expected to kind of sour on this one and never did this is still one of my favorite wes anderson movies to this day i really love this movie yeah i watched this early in my childhood and i can't remember when but then when I got into movies in high school, I was like, oh, Wes Anderson, my guy. I, I know this guy. I've seen a movie by him. And then I watched like The Grand Budapest Hotel. And then I was like, wait a minute. I need to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox again. And then I did. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And then I was like, I got to get this on disc. So I got it on disc with Isle of Dogs. And then I watched Isle of Dogs. And then I loved Isle of Dogs. And then I was like, wow, these are two of my favorite movies ever. And then Isle of Dogs over time, just, you know, just yeah, it's got a little worse. But like this one, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. 
That's where I'm at with, uh, with Jackson. With the movie. I never watched this as a kid. Um, hmm. The first time I watched this was in high school. And, really? Oh, yeah. Um, huh. It was probably around the time Joey and I were watching movies. Yeah. Um, but And we guaranteed talked about this one. For sure. I think we probably talked about Grand Budapest a little bit more because yep. we both liked that one more. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hearing stories about you guys uh, before I met you. Because you yeah. guys knew each other, like, <laughs> through your entire childhoods. Yeah. And I met yeah. you guys, like, like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just so funny to me. I always love hearing about that. Um, but, yeah, I I think I've seen this movie four times total. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. I've, I, I have it reviewed three times on Letterboxd. Um, but I've definitely seen this so many times, like BLB, like way before Letterbox was a thing in oh, my yeah. life. Way, like so many times. Um, BL. Would you would BLB. you call that BL like BLB before Christ? Like like before. Oh, you say BLB BLB. Oh, I just call it BL. Yeah. I'm not taking, I'm not claiming credit for that. There's like four podcasts I listen to that say BLB. This is not my thing. Wow. What? Josh Me stealing. stealing. I'm in my Fantastic Ow. Mr. Fox era. Um, <gasps> wow. This is so thematically connected. Exactly. Look at me getting things. Are you quote unquote fantastic? I am quote unquote fantastic Mr. Fox. We'll get into it. Um, wow. I, I really. Wes Anderson is so interesting to me because every time I talk about like my favorite directors, I accidentally leave him off the list, even though he absolutely is one of my favorite directors, Mm -hmm. but I never think about him as one of my favorite directors until someone brings him up and then I'm like, oh yeah, obviously. But I feel like earlier this year, honestly, like probably around like when Criterion Connection covered Wes's quote-unquote bad dad trilogy Mm. earlier this year Mm. that kind of reinvigorated me alongside when asteroid city came out um with loving Wes and really digging into what he has to say because he was always a his movies look really pretty director to me um Mm -hmm. but like I feel like I can really I'm at a point in my life where I can really dig into what he has to say which I find really interesting a lot of people call him style over substance, and I see it in films like Isle of Dogs, yeah, where the story isn't really mm-hmm. there as much. But in all everything of his, else, mm, I don't believe yeah, it. I, I don't agree. Is... Yeah, I mean he has he has made the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. What are we saying? Have you yeah. just never seen that? I used to say Life Aquatic was style over substance and then i watched it again and gave it five stars and yeah it's like the least style over substance thing ever like the style is substance with wes and yeah. it i don't think you can even really debate that even isle of dogs like that movie exists for the style and that makes it substantive mm-hmm. even if the story is like okay in that movie so yeah i'm a i'm a big fan i'm a big fan as well me three. Me Glad three. we're on the same page about that. 
Um, he's got three five bangers for me, and most other directors do not have that. So. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I'm shocked that a director has. I think he has two. For me, I I'm not looking at my ranking off the top. Um, I know Life Aquatic is a five star, um, and I go back and forth on Tenenbaums, but Tenenbaums mm. is in the four and a half five star range. This is uh very high for me um we'll talk yeah. about it but yeah love it i currently only have green buddha best out of five but once i rewatch royal tenenbaums for the first time i know that's gonna be a five did you say rewatch for the first time you've only seen it once i feel like i've seen that movie wait so that is rewatch for the first time god yeah. i tried to get him. you're so smart dude you're so smart I really want to talk about this cast to start off because he's always like, there's like the West ensemble is such a thing. Like it's such a, a you, you expect yeah. a Bill Murray to pop up. You expect a Jason Schwartzman. You do not expect a George mm-hmm. Clooney and a Meryl Streep. Oh yeah. 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 Well, Streep more than Clooney. I, I don't know. I'd make the argument. Has Streep been in anything Streep? else with him? I don't think so. No. No, um, I'm not seeing Unless she was in Isle of Dogs. She wasn't in No, she else. wasn't. But hey, she was in Don't Look Up. Confirmed movie that exists. Um, uh, Bruh. That is a movie think, that does exist. I can confirm, yeah. Um, I think this is one of my favorite Clooney performances. I really... I agree. No, I, I love agree. a lot of what he's doing here. It's really impressive. You know what I really love? The fact that this feels, well, not, I don't know. It's kind of like he casted him because he was in Oceans. That's what it feels It does like. feel very Because Oceans. this is kind okay, of a heist enough. movie. I and think, because I, like I love him in Oceans. Oceans is just. I do too. Oceans is my watchable. Yeah. I don't know if, like, Oceans is my favorite performance of his, um, but I just think he's like a really interesting actor that never gets yeah. to be really interesting because he's always just playing. Maybe a guy. I, other than like O Brother, maybe this and Oceans and like Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading, maybe Michael Clayton. Um, yeah. That, those are like the ones that he's like great in, from what I hear. Um, Michael Clayton being the one that I haven't seen, and I haven't seen Burn After Reading. Oh, fuck. Or Oh Brother. Batman. I haven't seen that either. Jesus. Batman forever. I could have Brother sworn that you had seen Oh Brother. No, I've never seen Oh Brother right there. I've listened to the soundtrack. Wow. Before. Wait, you have the soundtrack? Nope, Bro, never oh seen Brother, it. Oh Brother, where art thou is so underrated, dude. I think I'd love it. Actually, mm. phenomenal movie. Actually, Josh, over the break, you should definitely watch that. Yeah, I, I can watch movie. it. Christmas movie. Is it, Thanksgiving is it movie. streaming anywhere? Thanksgiving We're movie. checking this. Is it streaming anywhere? Mm, I'm going to guess Amazon Prime. No. Oh, brother, where art thou? Not streaming. No. That's sad. That's so sad. Um, this feels like something I could grab out, grab from the library. So I'll oh, check yeah, the absolutely. library. Yeah, you I'll can. check our local library system and see what I can get. Um... Yeah, I, I think he's really phenomenal in this. I One of my favorite performances I've seen from him. Um, a good case 
that voice acting should be normalized when it comes to a film an actor's best performances. I think there's a lot of yeah. those, especially around this era. Like yeah. I think Monsters Inc. is one of John Goodman's best performances. Um mm. I mean, I could kind of make some arguments for a couple different Pixar movies, but yeah. I, I mean, voice acting on Pixar. Voice acting is really awesome and everything, and I think that you, I think it's like safe to have that opinion, like of voice acting being an actor's best performance. But I just, I don't know. It just feels so much lesser to me. I think the Maybe Lego movie is Chris Pratt's best. I agree, because Chris Pratt doesn't really do much. Chris Pratt is Garfield, though. (laughs) He's great in Garfield. He is Mario. Garfield! The real casting news that matters. That Garfield trailer looked like ass. It looks so terrible. Bury me in cheese. It's fucking awful. I No, we cannot be doing that. In twenty, in the year of our uh, Lord twenty twenty four, we cannot be making Garfield <laughs> movies. Love We're better than this. We should just go rewatch um, the Bill Murray Garfield. Is Garfield a Tale of Two Kitties a Christmas movie? <laughs> can I squeeze that into a holiday? Oh month? my god! Yeah, you can squeeze it into a good movies month though. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <laughs> along with along with Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat. Oh yeah, that's oh, a good movie. No, that movie. That is a good movie. That movie's so good. It's it's perhaps along fire? with Space Buddies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Space Buddies Space is good. Buddies. I've never seen Santa Buddies, Santa Buddies, but Space Buddies is good. You've never Ooh. seen Santa Buddies? I don't think Dude, I've seen it. You're missing out, Josh. Maybe as Not a kid on like fucking Disney Snow Channel. Snow Buddies. Snow Buddies is actually good. Mm-hmm. There's two of them. I remember. I vividly. There's Snow Buddies there's and Snow Santa Bu- Buddies. Yeah, they released in like the no Snow Buddies was 08, Santa Buddies was 09. I think Space Buddies was also 09. Did you and know that off the top uh, of your head, or are you looking at it right now? I looked at it a few minutes ago when I picked Santa oh, Buddies. Right. <laughs> he memorized Air Buddies, and there's Spooky Buddies. There's the original Air Buddies, of course. That was like uh-huh. four years after Air Bud. No, am I watching like this entire franchise? Air Bud. I'm you telling should. you, I've seen all of these. I have seen all. Oh, I've seen all except for one. Okay, no, no, movies. save it. Uh, save it for the Santa Buddies okay, episode. Okay, okay, okay yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about it later. Stay, um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, how many? Stay tuned. Yeah. God, that is going to be a banker. It's gonna be. A it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. We gotta prepare. Um, I also my favorite member of Wes's ensembles that he brings back time and time again because you know he's the greatest actor currently living. Um. When Bro. Willem Dafoe pops up in this as uh-huh. Southern Rat, in <laughs> like so good. one of my favorite Willems, like it just makes me so happy when he pops up for like two scenes and just <laughs> just says y'all are trespassing, yeah, like, illegally. Yes. <laughs> it's the funniest illegally, thing ever. yeah, illegally, <laughs> the funniest thing ever. I adore it. Yeah, he's I actually so different in this. Yeah, the first two times I watched this, I had no clue it was him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like if you he, didn't check it 
if you didn't check it beforehand, it would be hard mm-hmm. to tell, I feel like. Yeah. I think, because, like, this this cast is Clooney, Street, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Owen Wilson, Michael Gambon, Wes Anderson himself. Yep. Fucking Roman Coppola. Brian Cox plays the reporter. Logan fucking what? Roy. Did you not pick up on that when he fucking starts no. talking? No. Go back and watch it after this and okay. listen for his voice. It's a, it is Brian fucking Cox. It's so funny. That's actually wild. Adrian Brody has like one line in this movie. I yeah. Wait, who is Adrian Brody? I think he's like the little mouse guy. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Yeah. Micro 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 microtomus. Pennsylvanicus or something. Pennsylvanicus, yeah. Pennsylvanicus. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's hilarious. Yeah. I I think Brian this is one of Cox. my one of my favorite casts of any of his movies. I really, really love a lot of what they're doing here. Um yeah. I know it's all voice acting, but I value that a lot and I, I think they put in a lot of really good work. Bill Murray growling is very funny to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's a very... I just think it's great. Um, Wes just brings out the best in all yeah. of his actors. There's behind-the-scenes clips of, like, George Clooney, like, eating food like Mr. Fox, and it's, like, the mm-hmm. funniest thing I've ever seen. That's great. Sorry, but George Clooney should have gotten an Oscar nomination for this movie. But Really? Yeah. I do mm. think this is a great performance, but mm. I don't know. I mean, there's something about having to be mm. in front of the camera. Is there any voice performance that you, you think mean. would be worthy of an Oscar nomination? I'm actually. I Wally think it would have. I this doesn't like. Obviously Did you just say Wally? <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> what? what? Silent film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wally. Bro, just Wally. be saying shit. Um, Wally. But. I know that this doesn't like contend for the Oscars or anything, but I think the only voice performances that I would be like, yes, these are some of the greatest performances ever, are in TV shows. Like, okay, I can understand the voice that. actors for like AOT or something like that. Like, it is, it is no, crazy Jackson. how devoted they get to their characters in AOT to where like when something happens, they actually emote, mm-hmm. and there are like documented. Jackson, I did not Fortnite dance. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, emoting, I'm emoting. Oh my god! For the audio listeners, I'm emoting. Oh my god! Jackson forgets that this is a podcast once <laughs> again. Josh is done with your shit. Fucking done with you. Josh is over it. <laughs> wow. Continue I'm listening, sorry. Uh, yeah, well, mm, just saying, like. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just be saying shit. I think some of the perform TV like, shows, yeah. they emote more. They show more. Bojack emotion. Horseman, like Will Arnett, should have an Emmy for that. Like, yeah, not a nomination. He should have a win for that. Aaron, when Paul I watch should it, I'll have a win Aaron. for Bojack. Um. <laughs> Aaron Paul voices somebody in Bojack? He plays Todd, and he's my favorite character on the show. Um, I would argue Jeremy Irons in, like, The Lion King should be should have mm-hmm. been nominated. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. Um, I don't know if this is a rabbit hole we need to go down, but 
um, I think it's interesting to talk about. Ooh, even yeah. Molly. Jackson, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Jackson's gonna uh, say the main the main character in Mad God. Duggan up. Wait, oh no, I've I've actually got one. What? Seth MacFarlane and Ted. <laughs> okay, it's moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Bro, I was drunk when I watched Ted, and that shit wasn't I know even you that were. funny. It still wasn't funny even then. Um, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the structure of this movie, because as I was watching it this time, I was like trying, because I I'm never able to like pick out scenes from this movie in my mind. I'm just like, I like this line or this moment, but I can't remember scenes. This movie is like weirdly structured to me and I can't really place what it is. I I can't put my finger on it. So it, it, it makes like me giving a synopsis for this movie kind of difficult. And I definitely skipped a bunch of shit in there because I can't, there's no real, it just, stuff just kind of happens. And I love that, but it's weird. It's See, sure I actually... Too. I feel like there is a lot of structure here, so that's pretty weird. I just think it's like Explain it's not yourself. that it's loose. It's not that it's a loose movie, because yeah. like Wes has looser movies. Like Moonrise Kingdom barely has a plot. True um, that. And Asteroid City is like the most structured thing he's ever made, no and it's comment. like it's overly structured to the point yeah. where that becomes a plot detail. Um, yeah. And then this just, like, I really can't put my finger on it. It's, like, it opens with a heist, and then there's three quick heists, and then there's another heist, it feels like. And I I have to divide it like that in my mind. But I have okay. no idea how to talk about this movie, because there's not... I can't really go piece by piece like that. So I don't know. I, I really don't Fair. know how to explain it. I don't know. Yeah. I just I think know. that, uh, I mean, even with like, <laughs> how many uh, title cards does it throw up? Is it just two or three? There's a couple more than that, but I also, it kind of leaves those behind after a certain point, uh-huh. which is which I love. valid and I don't mind I don't it. Um, I don't remember the title cards. It's got like four or five in there. Yeah, I think it's closer to four or five. Um what was there was a movie I was watching recently that had title cards for like two scenes and then it just forgot that it was doing the title card thing and I don't right. remember what that movie was but it was just like really lazy and dumb. Um, did you say snag? Yeah, except snag does it every single time except for one. Yeah, and, and snag is just an dumb. editing mistake. Snag is awful. Um, snag W. Snag sucks, dude. Um, when Ben Milliken inserts himself into his own movie so he can feel cool. It's giving Quentin Tarantino in Pulp Fiction. Which oh, remains we were talking about to that. this day one of the yeah. worst performances in any any great movie. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know about the structure of this movie. It's it's weird to talk about, but um mm-hmm. it made me taking notes really like taking notes was difficult. Okay. I Especially when, like, past lives last week, I took, like, pages upon pages of notes. There's, like, yeah, one yeah. thing I really want to talk about with this movie, 
And other than that, I have, I literally wrote down that I need to play Whack Bat. And I wrote Brian Cox. That is it. There is nothing around that. It is just, I wrote Brian Cox. Um, I wrote Mr. Fox is a podcaster. Um, Mr. Fox, come on the show. Bro. Bro is not Um, a podcaster. He's a writer. Yes, he is. He literally... He's a writer. No, Kylie was rocking in his chair just like... And making a bunch of noise just like you. And just like me, (laughs) Mr. Fox had to tell him to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because we're recording right now. Um, I want to talk about the... um, the wild animal stuff. That's uh-huh. like the stuff that's what I, I was going to say. Too. Yeah, that's the big um, thing. Yeah, that's that's the through line for me with this movie. Like, I can struggle Definitely. with the structure as much as I want, but like the wild animal stuff and the idea of nature, especially like just the way it explores that, I think is really interesting. Um, yeah. What did you guys think of that? Because I know. I don't know. I feel like I've started picking up on that more recently with watches because usually when I watch a movie a shit ton when I'm a kid, I don't pick up on any nuance until I'm an adult. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, personally, Jackson, you got it. I think inside of you. There are two wolves. There are two wolves. One smokes crack. <laughs> the other no. smokes crack. No. No. One of them is a disloyal lab partner. And the other one oh my is God. apple juice flood. Bro. What? what? Where are you going with that? Bro. What? It. I was going to say inside again. of you. Fuck off. We're not doing okay, that. Joey, what you got? What you got, Joey? Um, well, thanks for adding fuck all to the conversation. Literally added nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's my goal every day. All righty. If I make you laugh, that goal. the goal, goal met. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like a, a little critique. Not a critique. Ah, maybe a critique on like human nature. And yeah, how, well, I like, definitely think it is. Yeah. If, if like, if you have that excuse ready and planned out, then it makes everything you do seem intentionally dismissive of everyone else. And that's kind of how Mr. Fox is throughout this entire movie until he, I think the change point is the wolf. Absolutely. Um, and do you want to talk about that later? Um, we can talk about it now. I think it fits in right here. Okay. Well, I think it is the, my favorite scene wolf, in the movie. Yeah. The wolf is kind of, I've always thought of it as like a catalyst for progress. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like him realizing that, yes, in him, there is still a portion of him that is a wild animal, but he can't keep making that excuse. Yeah. Because he's now seen a wild animal and he kind of comes to terms with the fact, I don't know that he just, he just can't really make that excuse anymore. And then everything turns and they figure shit out. And yeah. Uh, Yeah. It feels like that scene is like, I don't know. I, I agree with the, 
he can't make that excuse anymore, but it also feels like him coming to terms with the wild animal that inside him. I think a yeah. lot mm-hmm. of this movie is coming to terms with who you really are. Um, exactly. Yes. Which obviously resonates really nicely with me. Um, but I think like the scene of them going through their Latin names um, mm-hmm. is fucking hilarious, but also it's like, um, just getting to how all of these people's raw talent is going to help everyone and you can all yeah. contribute in some way based on what kind of species you are and the fact that everyone has this little thing that's going to help and mm-hmm. um for that reason if i ever have kids i will be showing them this movie like it just absolutely it's a perfect movie for that um but i think so much of it with this movie is his nature is to pull heists and steal and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it pulls him really far away from his family and stuff. And he can't just, yeah, he can't blame that on being a wild animal. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a really interesting place to take this story because I actually have no idea if I've actually read the Roald Dahl book, but I, I, I might have as a kid, I'd be shocked if it goes to those those dramatic places oh um, yeah mm-hmm. i i don't expect most that definitely not yeah. yeah yeah accepting accepting yourself and accepting like he accepts he is a fox and he is a wild animal even though maybe not as wild as he may think and he, as he mm-hmm. may say i mean just accepting that we are human is a big step towards becoming a better person sure yeah humans make mistakes yeah, I mean, I mean that's why we have the saying we're only human. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it plays also really nicely with a lot of his other films um, because mm-hmm. I find all of his characters are. I mean, the whole like stilted characters is a is a thing that he does in all of his movies, um, and they're they're almost too human. Like it's like taking the human parts of us being human which I can't really put into words because, you know, that's kind of difficult and just like dialing them up to 11 and just dialing every weird quirk that we have up. Um, And when you apply that to an animal, but still dial up the human qualities, I think that's really, really interesting. And it makes this movie a lot more nuanced than I, I think even I realize, like I keep telling myself, this is a lot deeper than it actually seems to me. But even then, like, I don't know if I'm completely there on the movie, understanding-wise. I think uh, more rewatches, I'll keep uncovering stuff about what it's trying to say, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's one of the things that I love about the wolf scene. Mm-hmm. And like most people will finish this movie, and if they're if they're that type of film watcher that wants to dig in a little more, they'll go and look up a video or something on what that means. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of missing the point. And that's also the reason that I'm choosing not to really give everything that I feel about the wolf, because I think it's mm-hmm. so personal Yeah, and it's whatever you think the wolf is. And yes, I do think that it is a catalyst for progress, but for me, it's also so much more. And I feel this is almost like how I feel about the no country for old men ending. I think that's a very personal thing. And I think that if I shared it with someone, it would lose um, the personal touch that I have with it. But yeah, 
yeah, I just, I think that it's a very unique and bewildering thing. Yeah. And if you I love look it. up a copy paste mm-hmm. thing about it, it'll lessen it. Yeah. <laughs> I love when I'll watch a movie and there's some level of kind of obscurity in what it's trying to say, but I get mm-hmm. to make my own interpretation and that is now my own interpretation. That's why something exactly. like... I don't know, David Lynch's filmography is so special to me. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of Kubrick stuff I really love because I get to, like, my interpretation of 2001 is my interpretation of 2001. That is what Except, I think mm-hmm. of the movie. It's not what some video essayist on YouTube thinks of it. No shade mm-hmm. to video essayists because um, most video essayists are doing shit that I couldn't do in a million years because it's impressive yeah. and really cool. Um, but I don't need yeah, to watch 2001 to uh, ending explained by new rock uh-huh. stars. I don't, I don't need to be watching that. Um, yeah. So it's a great thing about film and Wes Anderson does it really well is leaving things open to our own personal interpretation mm-hmm. and however we want to feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I love that everyone feels like, it feels like everyone has a different favorite Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I know people like you guys are Grand Budapest people and I'm a life aquatic person and I know a Darjeeling limited person and I know wow. multiple Asteroid City people. I know I know two Rushmore people. Like, yep. Rushmore underrated. It is. Rushmore's yeah, so like good. I know someone whose favorite Wes is Bottle Rocket. Like, wow. Hell yeah any fucking west can be your favorite because it's kind of how you want to feel about these things and i think that's great and really interesting and tenenbaums um, creeps up for me sometimes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah i and yeah. despite saying all of this yeah. about how i feel about the movie i don't have a lot to say about it um i'm, I'm in the same boat um yeah. yeah i i yeah <laughs> i don't know you want me to just give my final thoughts? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, I... wait, wait. No, 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 no. Okay, no. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. No. Well, I, my final thoughts are going to be a little, like, it's not going to be rushing into my rating, dude. Oh, I know. I know. I know. But we do need to talk about the biggest part of this movie, I think. What? The production design. Mm. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... It's not even like, this is on a whole nother level from anything I've ever seen. This and Isle of Dogs, I guess. Yeah. Like the way that Wes does minis and like little, uh, what's another like word Like the dioramas. It? Yeah. The, sure. Like dioramas. Uh-huh. It's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't understand how he does it. I think there's an argument to be made that this is his best looking movie like there's definitely down. an argument yeah yes. i because it's everything is so meticulous but also yes. there's a rough quality to it that i really love it's uh-huh. the fact that there's scratch marks on things and there's like i don't know a, a i feel like a worse version of this movie stuff like the the uh warehouses in bogus bunsen beans facilities would be like completely perfectly painted because Mm, it's more controlled for them to be perfectly painted but there's like 
scratch marks on the paint and there's there's mismatched paint colors and shit like that and it's like almost more particular because of that but i i love that it's perfect to me i think it looks gorgeous and uh this is like i don't know what to really call this but the production design gets a lot of like highlighted notability i guess but do we call it costume design when it's hmm. also miniatures? Like costumes on the miniatures? Yes. Like, I would say is so. Is there a costume, there a costume designer, designer that works on this? We're scrolling. I don't see one on Letterboxd. I'm going to say that's in Damn art it. direction. Womp womp. Yeah. I'll say art direction well, and production design on that. Yeah. But the little costumes... Like, they're so cute. And also, just the character design, I think, has that rough quality that you're also talking about. Because it's not like... Like, I could just see anybody else touching this and just making flat-looking characters. But he goes out of his way to have individual bristles of fur Mm -hmm. that all look a little bit... uh, It's not, like, unprofessional, but, like, unclean. Yeah. Almost unsanitary yeah. and it adds everything to this when especially when you're making a movie that is centered around wild animals and yeah. coming to grips with being a wild animal it just fits this world really perfectly it does yeah it does. i i think it's really wonderful um i think i might personally make that argument that it's my favorite looking west movie that's um, fair I as would much not as i love the way that. like grand budapest looks yeah and, Mm-hmm. um and life aquatic I, I i think i might make that argument for this one there's a scene there's um that i really it's other than the wolf scene which just makes me feel warm and fuzzy uh-huh. inside um there's a scene i think i brought it up with you guys before but it's the scene where um christopherson asks if he can move his mat out from under the train table yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ash says no because he's a little bitch, um, <laughs> and um, Chris Offerson gets under the train table and starts crying, and Ash just points the flashlight down at him, and then gets up out of bed, looks at him, and then just turns the train on and starts looking yeah. around the train, and Chris Offerson gets up and starts looking with him, and then it really softly cuts to yeah. the train going across the field outside. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things that Wes Anderson has ever done. And it's so small too. It's yeah. but yeah. Puny. Yeah. But I'm obsessed with it and I think about it every single day. Like I'm like sometimes I'm like, mm, I, I want to watch a movie today. And then I'm like, I remember the train thing in Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I'm like, maybe I should watch Fantastic Mr. Fox today. Yeah. That happens so often. See, that for me is just the intro to Bogus Bunsen Bane, where Perfect. it shows, like, where it kind of, like, zooms in on, or it has, like, a wide of all three, and then it zooms in, and then zooms yeah. in, and then zooms in. Mm-hmm. Also, I love, now that I'm saying all three, I'm getting flashbacks to this scene. But when he just, he has this little radar ears when they're oh, outside yeah. shooting yeah. or about to shoot at him. And they all and pop then he up sniffs. in bubbles. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And he just goes, all three. All three. Yeah. And then dives back in and then he lets out a little. Yeah. When he gets his tail shot off. It's so God, good. It's so cool. So, so good. Actually, I think he says cuss. Yeah, he probably does. Says, I love that too. That's another thing I love uh-huh. in this movie. That just adds more the flair cuss. to it. More more character to this movie. The cuss I'm on. That doesn't Absolutely. need more character because it's already filled to the fucking brim. This movie's 87 minutes long and it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah, I, that's true. Lies. Mm-hmm. One of the most perfectly paced movies ever, which might be why I struggle to describe it and define it yeah. with the structure because it's so yeah. quick. Um, you think I'm okay to move into final thoughts? I do. Yes, sir. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I really, God, there's this one, one line that I, it's a line delivery that just plays in my head on repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's Jason Schwartzman saying, I can fit through those bars. Do you know why? Uh-huh. <laughs> I can fit through those bars. Because I'm little. And it's little. the best line delivery in his entire career. It is hmm. perfect. And I think about it all the time. Also, Meryl Streep saying contact when she lights the, the fuse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. One of my favorites of hers, honestly. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Um, Owen Wilson talking about how Ash shouldn't compare himself to Mr. Fox is that that entire plot line is really personal to me like the whole ashes shakes hands vigorously different um mm-hmm. it's just so sweet and yep that's why i think this is like such a good movie for kids to watch i just think it's really really special um yeah what was it that the fucking bully said he's small he dresses like a girl he's different Bro, yeah. of course that speaks to me. Why the fuck would that not speak to me? I was once small and dressed like a girl. Now I'm tall and still sort of dressed like a girl. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite Wes's. Um, I kind of go back and forth rating-wise between a four and a half and five star. I feel like I've been giving out a lot of five stars recently. It feels weird, especially for me. So, uh, I, I don't know. Bro. I'm gonna keep this at five stars. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I was this getting my, nervous there, Josh. This is my my number two Wes Anderson, right behind Life. Oh, hell Aquatic. yes. Hell yes. Life Aquatic is kind that. of untouchable right now. Like, that movie makes me cry when I think about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go next, Joey, so or sweet. you want me to go next? Uh, I can go next. Okay. I don't have much to say. Um, I'll go next. You want to go next? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless you really want to go next. Jackson, you got go. it. <laughs> you got it. Um... Uh, I like at the beginning when she tells, uh, when Felicity Fox tells Mr. Fox that she's pregnant, and he's got, he's like, "Whoa, 
Honey, that's great. Yes. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> smiles. Honey, that's great. Every time there's a <laughs> smile so like that, perfect. I crack up. It's so good. Oh. All those smiles. What was um, the scene um, where Kylie asked Mr. Fox, where, what, what do we do next? And then the alarms go off behind him and he just looks into the camera, grins, and then they jump on the electric fence. Yeah. Uh-huh. He goes, follow me. Shit. Follow me. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention uh, Kylie just having yes. a little crazy yes. eyes when he's I love it. Also one of my favorites. It's so good. It's the um, bits in this that make it so funny. Dude, like, yeah. he has the best it, bits and this has, like, Wes Anderson's movie have, have the best bits in them. Like, out of absolutely. any movie I've seen. Yes. And this has the best bits from his movies. Exactly. I like, agree. there are funny Sorry. moments, but it's the bits, the reoccurring bits yeah. that make me just smile make this a comfort movie i do stuff from this movie in real life like sometimes i feel like like i don't know i'll zone out and then i'll like put my hand up like yeah i'm we need to start doing that we need to start doing that all the time we should do that on podcasts from now on okay jackson (laughs) you okay one day we're gonna move we're gonna move also onto youtube and Jackson yeah. is going to ha- like be in love. Like he's gonna, gonna have be a his field favorite. day. Exactly, <laughs> he's gonna be the best because he'll actually be able to show off. I'll his always Amsterdam be doing bits. Poster. I will be. I will have bits. Jackson will have bits. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, Fuck off. Right uh, in the tr- in the at the beginning of the train scene um, when he's asking to move his little mat out from under the table. Ash looks down at Christopherson and he says, there's a lot of attitudes going on around here. Don't let me get one. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he, I love Ash, him. Ash, in some points, reminds me of my brother. Just, uh-huh. the, Ash reminds the me of me. Sometimes, um, especially in the beginning, when he walks out and he's like, I'm sick. I don't want to go to school. I can't. I have uh-huh. a temperature. I'm not hungry. I have a temperature. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> that's, that's my brother getting up for school in the mornings. And then Clooney just goes, I love how you handled that, honey. Yes. So funny. Oh, gosh. Ash, Ash, like every line that Jason Schwartzman says is great. It's so good. It's Ash. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Christopherson's a great character that we didn't really touch on enough. Uh-huh. Um, and just this subplot, like just with his dad is like really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, the subplot with him and Ash is great. Um, yeah. The last time I watched this, I gave it a four and a half. And I said, perhaps on next watch, I'm going to get enough out of this to bring it up for up to a five. And I didn't get enough out of this. I was about to say, I knew you weren't going to afford it. I could yeah. leave the podcast right now because you did that just to spite <laughs> me. Sorry, bud. I think it's amazing. I think this is 15 yeah, stars averted. I am giving <laughs> this a five and a half <laughs> out of five. Let's go. <laughs> Get Crazy. fucked, Jackson. Joey, what are Alrighty. you giving this? What are you giving this? Um, 
That's a good question. I, I haven't really decided yet. That's a lot. That's a lie. I, I have decided. Um, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, lying. we're just, uh, we're, 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 you know, yeah. yeah. All right. The, 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 the day, Junior. So, some things I want to talk about. You know, just some things I want to, like, briefly mention. The waterfall scene. Oh the waterfall scene. Oh, my God. Dude, One of Wes's most beautiful scenes that ever. happened, and I paused my screen to try to take it in more, and, and I, I couldn't. It, it didn't work. And so I just <laughs> skipped back 10 seconds and watched the scene again. Because nice. that is seriously one of the most beautiful shots that I've ever seen in film. It's also one uh-huh. of his best written scenes. I really love the writing in that scene. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah, I find it I find it so funny that you can say that and then give it a four and a half. Um mm-hmm. but Oh my god. Anyways, we're uh you know, we're just going along. There and then uh, all the stuff with uh I don't know. Every every line that Clooney says that is meant to be comedic is like top tier hilarious, which is where I would probably say that this is like a top five Clooney performance. But when he says one, two, three, and like sends yeah. Ash back home, it is so funny. And like you just heard me say it right there. Doesn't even compare. What There's do, yeah. no comparing to how he says it. And it's probably the funniest part in the entire movie for me because I laugh out loud every single time <laughs> that I hear one, two, three. But then he he comes back and he gets caught by Meryl Streep and Christofferson has his yeah his his uh bandit hat on and he says or she's like why does he have a bandit hat on and he goes his ears were cold <laughs> his ears he's not with us not covered. his ears are he's not they with us his not ears us. are cold God it's so good. I'm coming around on this performance, even though I still agree with what I said earlier. Um, but yeah, he does make this movie, I feel like. And every performance does make this movie. Um, Defoe, golly, come on. But one thing, like, yes, every Wes Anderson movie is sharply written, but there are points in this that feel like it's the sharpest or some of the sharpest dialogue that he's written, maybe outside of um, Tenenbaums and mm. maybe Grand Budapest. But like, comedically, the choice to say just another dead rat in a garbage bin behind a Chinese restaurant, wow! instead so of saying another dead rat in the sewer, which is the saying, it's so sharp. And so it, it can almost go unnoticed and it feels unnatural, but it's so like two bars above the bar of comedy. Yeah. Funny. It's so smart. And then it's also just an emotional scene, which adds so much to it. Oh, golly. I mean, I just, how the that fuck line... is that scene emotional? Like we've had two scenes with Willem. Exactly. And then he, he lays down and exactly. the music kicks in a little bit. And then I'm like getting emotional over this fucking uh-huh. rat that was harassing Meryl Streep's exactly. box. And it's because this is one of the things that I think is the most show this to kids about this this movie. It's everybody has a past and 
you can't just look at the surface level of someone and say, oh, they're awful or, oh, they just fuck up all the time. Oh, this, oh, that. Because everybody has a past that has led them to that point. And sometimes people don't even want to be doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's what it shows with him. Like, would, would you have told me if I wouldn't have killed you first is also a great line. And him saying, no, I wouldn't have. I mean, it's just people can be products of their environment. But absolutely. Anyways, to move on from that, one of the things that I just kind of really felt more this time is a theme that I didn't really, I don't know, it's like, it's there, but I didn't pick up on it really the first like 10 times I watched this. Um, there's a lot of digging in this. A whole lot of digging. And that optimistic ending just makes me feel like there's another messaging in here, which is no matter what hole you've dug yourself in, you can always find the good and where you're at. And you can always find positives in your situation. And that's so evident with finding a supermarket uh, that you can quote survive with. Yeah. He says, cheers to our survival. Yeah. And I feel like it, it's like a pessimistic, optimistic ending at the same time. Like it's both things in one. And the toast that he gives at the end. Yeah. Where he's, he's like, yeah, these are, these crackers are fake. And yeah, this apple uh-huh. looks fake, but at least it has stars on it. Exactly. Yeah, linoleum Find is the good in what to, you have. It's like, yeah, linoleum is supposed to be allergic for foxes, but it feels nice. Yeah, and I'm it's like, cool to the I, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... God, it's good. And yeah, then fucking dancing. This is so dancing. much good messaging. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All One of the, the best, best movies end in dance scenes. No. So untrue, but... But I see where you're at. Y'all clearly have not seen Shrek 2. I clearly have seen White Noise. Yeah. Um, White Noise is a great, but, great ending to a movie that like, exists that I think is Yeah, okay. that movie does definitely exist. So... Does it? Anyways, uh, where I would leave the, the, the viewers, where I would like to leave the viewers is, yeah, we talked about it on this podcast. If you're here, you listened. Um, but... On a rewatch, I think that this movie can be so personal to everybody in completely different ways. And I think that if you take what other people say about this movie and make it your own, you're doing a disservice to Wes, you're doing a disservice to everybody who worked on this, and you're doing a disservice to you. I think that you can find every bit of yourself at some point in this movie and there will be commentary on it in the movie. I think this is mm-hmm. insanely deep to be considered a, a kid's movie, which is also why animation should not be called kids movies. But anyways, obviously I'm at five stars. This is a top 25 movie for me. It was never going to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jackson. Uh, fucking it up. That, yeah. J- Jackson fucking it up. I'm getting two, two goes at the um, us three and, Friend of the pod, Southey, uh, not having all five stars on a movie yet again. Jackson, this is just you being wrong. It's okay. It He's going to give wrong. 
Last we're gonna have a fun. we're gonna have a fifteen star next week. Fucking Santa buddies. Santa buddies. <laughs> yeah. Before we go, I'm looking at I'm looking at the director. First off, his name is Robert Vince, and for some reason, my mind read that as Vincent Vince. Price, which that is not wow. the same guy. That it, wow. no, not the same guy. Uh, Robert Vince has made every Air Buddies uh, yes. film, as well as uh, my personal favorite um, MVP, Most Valuable Primate, alongside the sequel MXP, Most Extreme Primate. Bro, um, I forgot Santa <laughs> Paws existed too. Santa Paws is Santa Paws. I yeah. Russell Madness. I remember the, the buddies, trailer though. for this movie. We gotta be able to talk about the buddies. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Uh oh, MVP two. Most vertical primate. That's kinda oh. great. I gotta check these movies out. This might be my next journey. The filmography of Robert Vince. Um you're gonna have a lot of movie to watch, bud. A lot of a lot of great stuff. Um, speaking of great stuff, here's the the letterbox synopsis for Santa Buddies. The buddies are coming to town. When Puppy Paws, the fun-loving son of Santa Paws, gets bored, he finds Butterball on Santa's naughty list and figures he's just the dog to show him how to be an order- ordinary pup. I cannot get through this without laughing. When the magical Christmas icicle starts to melt, however. And the world begins to forget the true meaning of the season. It's up to Puppy Paws and his newfound buddies to journey back to the North Pole and save Christmas. Josh- Look who voices Puppy Paws. Oh. Who the fuck is this? Greg fucking Heffley. Yeah. That's so good. Greg Heffley. Josh, okay, I can't even be... predict oh my how God. much you're going to hate this. Skyler Gizondo is in this movie. It's going to be peak. <laughs> he plays P-Dog. So is Richard favorite. Kind. This is going to be great. Guys, I'm so excited oh, for fucking Santa Buddies. You are going to fucking hate Christopher this. Lloyd is in this. This is going to be so good. Oh, this is going to be Richard good. Kind plays, plays Eddie the Elf Dog. Christopher oh, this Lloyd? is going to be good. Christopher how did they yeah, get Christopher I'm in. Lloyd in I'm this in. movie, dude? I'm I am sold on Santa Buddies. Uh, Imagine having never seen this movie, Joey. Have you seen this one? Yeah, good. I've never seen this. I'm so high. I don't know if I've I've seen a couple I'm of these so movies. Any final thoughts before we head out, guys? Um. Honestly, go watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fox. This is coming out the day after Thanksgiving. It's like the most Thanksgiving movie ever. Go watch it. It is. It's so fall. Like, when I think of a fall movie, I will think of this movie forever. Absolutely. This will be the number one that I think of. Um, what do I have? What do I have? Um, Fog is one soon. That's a Butterball is kind of good. We're going to talk about Butterball. I don't know what that means. He's just saying things that make no sense to me. That sounds like You'll the name of like next a time. hobbit. That should be like the, the name, name of, of one of the buds, bud. Okay. You've never heard of... Uh, we'll talk about it. I, don't, I haven't seen this movie since I was like six. We'll talk. I don't know what these are. Whatever. Yeah, get prepared to get buddied. Oh, <laughs> get, new get fit! Butterball. 
Fucking butterball is in Hellraiser. God damn it, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> what? 